Hi there. So today we're going to be talking about mistakes to avoid when you are writing your blurb. So a really big, easy mistake to fix is having huge paragraphs full of text. It just it looks a little bit overwhelming and it's not going to lead your readers. So basically what you want to always be thinking of, the first sentence of your blurb should compel people to want to read the second sentence. The second sentence should compel people to want to read the third sentence. And so one way that we can make it really easy, especially since so many people who are looking at your sales page are going to be skimming what you have to say is to break up big old paragraphs and have plenty of white space. Another thing that you want to avoid when you are writing your blurb is just giving a summary of what it's about. So for example, saying something like Endgame is a movie that follows the story after some superheroes get snapped out of existence because they lose this battle and then now they're back together and they're going to try to save the world one more time. It's just kind of a, a little bit of a summary. <clears throat> What is better for a blurb is to leave enough to people's curiosity that they are going to want to actually pick up the book, right? So we don't want to give like the Notes version. We want to tell them the premise without any type of spoilers or any sense of, well, once you've read the blurb, you've read the book, right? Like there are certain, I think of especially things like certain romances where like the story is contained within the blurb. And once you've read the blurb, you don't really need to read the story because you've got acts one, two, three, four, plus the epilogue kind of all summed up. So that's another thing we want to avoid is just total summary of your plot. Another thing to avoid is just going to be long lists of confusing names or assuming that your readers know what you're talking about. Even if you're advertising a book three or four in the series, it still is going to work best to give the readers a tad bit of a reminder. So don't just jump in with like your first sentence having five names of characters that if I haven't read your book, like in the last two weeks, I might not remember who everybody is. Act as if you're selling that book basically to a new reader each and every time you write it, even if it's later book in a series. And speaking of series, that also reminds me of a mistake that I see a lot. Now, if you love doing it this way and somebody has given you expert advice to do it this way, feel free to keep on doing it. But I am not a fan of, especially for series, having a great blurb and then a call to action and then below the call to action, a list of all your other books. Okay. I think there's a way that you can say something like, you know, Star Hunters is the third book in the blah, 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 blah series where something, something and build up your blurb there. I think working the fact that it's part of a series, working the fact that it might even be a later book in a series can happen organically. Here's why I don't like having just all the books in the series listed out at the bottom. Okay, because basically, again, we have the goal of sentence one is to get people to read sentence two. The goal of sentence two is to get people to read sentence three. And our goal is to get people all the way down to the call to action. And then when they get to that call to action, we want them to go buy the book. What some people do is they have a great blurb, a strong call to action, but then they've got, you know, a list of 20 other titles. 
that's going to come across as really, really confusing. And the reader's going to be like, well, I don't know if this is a book I want to read, or maybe that's a book I want to read, but I don't want to look up 20 different books to see where to start. So if you are doing something in a series, what I recommend is that you just say something like, this is the fourth book in the blah, blah, blah series. And end with that. Don't give them the option to find all your other books. If they want to look it up, they can look it up. Amazon makes it really easy with that series page, right? That's linked right there. So don't worry about listing all of the other books. It just, it can cause some confusion and it can also make it so that readers don't really know if they're supposed to read the book that the sales page that they're on, or if they're supposed to go find another book. And again, when a reader gets confused, it's more likely than not, they're not going to dig around and find exactly where to start. They're probably just going to forget about your book and you're going to miss out on that sale. So the last two mistakes I want to talk about are mistakes in your own mindset. And there are two mindset mistakes authors make with their blurbs that are both equally as detrimental. The first one is believing that nobody really wants to buy your book. The second one is believing that everybody wants to buy your book. So let's dive into kind of each of these and why they're such a problem. If you truly believe that nobody wants to buy your book, that's going to come across in how you present it. You won't mean to do it. You won't be consciously doing it. But if you think your book is terrible, if you think your book doesn't deserve to be published, if you feel like the only way to get people to read your book is to beg them and to offer it for free or super cheap, those kinds of things do come out in the way you talk about your book. And it's very likely that those things are going to come out in your blurb. So let's say you've got some books out. Maybe you need to go back and look at like the blurb for your first couple books because maybe you've gained confidence since you first started publishing and you can go back now and look at an old blurb and see how you were not talking up your book the way it deserved to be talked up. If it feels very, very awkward and unnatural for you to boast about your book, I totally get it. But a way we can get over this fear of feeling selfish or full of ourselves is to remember this is totally for the reader, right? If you have written a great book that your reader is going to love, then it makes sense for you to put a lot of energy into showing that reader why they wanna buy your book. It's not just a self-serving greedy thing because you want a sale. It's because you want that book to get into the right reader's hands because you know how much the reader's going to love it. So again, if you're struggling with not wanting to come across as pushy and salesy and you feel kind of sleazy talking about your book, Remember that marketing is a form of service. We are giving our readers exactly what they want, which is the style of book that they are looking for. So one thing I actually recommend, this applies for emails as well as for your sales copy for your blurb and things like that. I recommend you write them when you're having a great day and you're feeling really, really enthusiastic about things. If you're having a day where you're just kind of crippled with self-doubt and having a really hard time, it might not be the best time for you to write your blurb because like I said, we don't mean to, but on a subconscious level, we can absolutely talk about our book in a really pathetic way. I was trying to think of a nicer word and couldn't come up with it. So the, the exaggerated form of what this would look like is the blurb that comes across is so sterile, right? Because you don't want to, you don't want to talk it up. So basically the reader comes away from your blurb saying, okay, this is a book. And maybe it's a book about a person who does something, but there's no soul 
to it, right? We want to put soul into our blurb. We want to really focus on the reader experience. What's the reader get out of it? In your blurb, don't just tell them what happened, right? We're not doing plot summaries. Don't just tell us who it happens to, although we do want the readers to be invested in your character, right? A character-based description is going to go farther than just a plot-based description. So talk about the character. Why should the reader feel empathy for them? And then go even a step beyond that and talk some about the reader experience. What is the reader going to get out of it? This is, again, a way for us to combat the fear of making it all about ourselves and feeling like we're just totally full of ourselves. What's the reader get out of your book? This is where we can use language like, you know, get lost in this adventure or fall in love with this small town or things like that that are inviting the reader to come in and be part of what we have created in this experiential way, right? So don't forget about the reader experience and how that's a critical part of what you include in your blurb, especially by the time you get down to the call to action, right? For an unforgettable read that's going to keep you turning pages all night long, Whatever it is that draws your reader to your book and to your genre, find a way to express it in language where the reader really can picture themselves with your book and with the emotions that it evokes. You know, if it's romance, maybe it's heartwarming, maybe it's inspiring. If it's adventure or thriller, maybe it's spine tingling or page turning or adrenaline pumping, right? Whatever it is. All right, so that's why we want to avoid feeling as though nobody wants to read our book. But there's also another problem that some authors fall into, and that is assuming that everybody is our ideal reader. There's kind of this old adage, that if you're marketing to everybody, you're marketing to nobody. There literally is not a book that every single reader in the world is going to love. It doesn't exist. It's not worth pursuing writing a book like that right? And so you really need to hone in on what is your specific readership looking for? What drives them not only to this genre, but to this subgenre? And then infuse your blurb with language. It's going to appeal to that specific reader, right? So instead of saying, this is a book about a guy and a girl and a universal story of love that's every person living today is going to swoon over, right? No. What's going to make your ideal reader swoon? Is it that it's a super sweet love story in a small town where life is slow and friendships are cozy? Is it because it's so fast paced and it's a techno thriller with a romance backdrop? What is it that your most ideal reader is going to love the most about your book? So again, stop trying to please everybody. And keep in mind that part of your blurb's purpose is to let the wrong readers know that it's not the right book for them. I take it kind of similar to dating, right? When you're dating, you kind of want to attract people that are the right person. You want to be open and reflect who you truly are as opposed to like the mistakes some people make is, well, I want to cast such a wide net that really anybody can come into a really wide net. You want to find the person that's right for you. And it's the same thing with our readers. We don't want to cast our net so wide that we're trying to attract 7 billion potential readers. We want to have a net, this the comfortable size of appealing to our specific reader who is right for our book. That helps your reviews too, right? And it also helps you get the really rabid fans. As opposed to think about a book you've read and you're like, yeah, that was an okay book, but you don't think about it. You don't recommend it. You don't 
pine away waiting for the author to write something else. You want to find a reader who is going to love your book, devour everything you've written. And so one of the best ways to attract that specific type of reader is to narrow down your focus. Stop trying to market to everybody. Start using the language that that perfect reader is going to use. What is that perfect reader looking for in a book? What is that perfect reader looking for in their experience of reading your book? And then make sure that your book's description uses some of that language. Again, maybe it's kind of the adventurous page turning type thing. Maybe it's the sweet, the heartwarming, the inspirational, whatever it is. Maybe it's the hilarious and the zany. Use the words that your perfect reader would describe. So picture your perfect reader talking to a librarian saying, I want a book. The librarian says, okay, what's, what's your favorite kind of book? And they start talking about the book that is going to make that librarian know that they're talking about your book. The reader doesn't know it yet, but the librarian knows they're looking for your book. What are the words and phrases that they're going to use to describe their perfect book to that librarian? And then find a way to get those words and phrases into your blurb. So a real quick recap for us, mistakes to avoid when writing your book descriptions, huge chunks of text, things that aren't easily skimmable, summaries of the plot so that by the time you've read the summary, there's no reason to actually go on and read the book, a list of like every single other thing you've ever written in your entire life below the call to action that just kind of gets, gets the reader a little bit lost, right? And then the other two more mindset things are thinking that your book is perfect for everybody or thinking your book is really, really bad and not perfect for anybody. We want to find that sweet middle space where we know that we can attract the readers who are going to love our books. And we don't really care too much about everybody else because they're not our readership. They're not our audience. Once you can kind of get through some of those mindset issues, the rest often falls into place. A few other things to keep in mind, don't just have a plot-based description. Throw in things about the character. The reader should know why they should care about your character. And for sure, include some phrases that are going to trigger this experiential reaction in your reader? Are they going to wrap up in a blanket and throw on their slippers and take your cozy to the fireplace while they're sipping a cup of tea, right? Maybe you don't put it in exactly those words, but I bet you can convey that sense of coziness. Or maybe your book is going to like keep them up until four in the morning because they cannot put it down. Find ways to incorporate a little bit of that reader experience into your blurb as well. And it's going to turn into something even more impactful. So I hope that was helpful for you and we'll talk to you soon. All right, that's it for today. Thank you all for listening. And again, if you wanted to check out my mini course on writing great blurbs and having great sales pages for your books, you can visit courses.alanaterry.com slash blurbs.